We are here again in another episode of Compassion Connection. Estamos aquí. Estamos aquí con a pastor that is very loved here. Oh here, your teachings, your humor, your attitude. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard, Eric, but the Lord has provided you to us and it has been a blessing. It is the other way around. Like God has brought you guys into our lives. So our church has not been the same since uh, building a partnership with you guys. So thank you for having us. No, and thank you for mm -hmm. coming. How how many times have you been here? I, no sé. Like five? <laughs> yeah, it, it like, I maybe four or five. It feels like six or seven. Because mm -hmm. like the first time you're here, you know, there's a, it happens every time, you know, yeah. like day one, day two, then all of a sudden you hit day three and it feels like, oh, this is awesome. I've known these people forever, mm -hmm. you know, so, so sometimes a week feels like, man, we've known each other so long. Mm -hmm. So the length of time, uh, I guess I'd have to go back and look at. Yeah, I know. I was like a little uh, bit confused yeah. before too, because I didn't know it was three years or four yeah, years. It's for sure four. Yeah, it's for sure four, but, but not long enough. But and, and by God's grace just getting started. Please tell us about yourself. What yeah. do you do? Yep. And a little bit about mm -hmm. your family and ministry. Yeah, thanks, Gabby. Uh, yeah, my name's Eric. Yeah, I am married to Kate. And so we've been married 25 years. Mm. Uh, and that is, yeah, I don't even know where to start on how wonderful she is. And um, But so being married to Kate for 25 years, we have six children. Mm -hmm. um, our oldest is 22, our youngest is 11. Yeah, so our family and we serve um, a, a church in North Iowa, uh, Forest City, Iowa. Uh, we've been there, man, by God's grace, 14 years. Wow. Yeah, so we've- a Long time. Yeah, it is. It's um, so much, um, so much to say about mm -hmm. that. So um, I've been there for 14 years and I have served as the senior pastor there. For all those fourteen years, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So I came in, um, came in as a as a young man, um, and yeah, they let me learn. You know, mm. by God's grace, they let me learn and fail. They still do let me learn and fail and try. And, but we're sharing grace together. And but yeah, so we were there. Four City is a rural community, mm -hmm. so you know we're surrounded by cornfields and soybean mm. fields. Um, How was the call uh, to ministry? When did you know that you wanted to be a pastor? Yeah, great question. Uh, that. You know what, Gabby? I felt like that came when I got saved. Yeah, I didn't grow up in a church home. Uh, my mom and dad, mm. family, we never went to church. Uh, broken home. Uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, um, so I went to college and I got saved my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And I, man, day one, I just loved to read God's word, and I just felt compelled to serve. And I uh, got involved at a Bible camp, being in ministry right away. Um, Somehow I got in leadership positions, totally unqualified. Wow. I think, I think I, it's because I was like spazzy and energetic and uh -huh. like, oh yeah, you get up front and lead, you know, mm. um, which is not always healthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to teach a class this week on the opposite of that, right? But uh, yeah, so honestly that came early on. And so I was involved in youth ministry, music ministry. Um, my wife at the time, her name was Katie Rowiter. It was love. And then boom, married. Yeah, yep, yeah. So then, yeah, so youth ministry, music ministry, we, we were married. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, in college, just doing college ministry, I worked part time at a church. Mm -hmm. I think it was early on. And, but honestly, I, um, my first experience working in ministry um, was at a church that was really growing like crazy, you know? Oh, wow. Was, yeah, we were at this church for six years and it, 
the church grew from you know 180 200 people to mm-hmm. you know, it was over a thousand and so within that I, I saw a lot of things mm-hmm. I saw a lot of really good things I saw a lot of uh, bad things um, mm-hmm. the pace of ministry some good some bad I saw uh, good moves in leadership poor moves in leadership um, discipleship all those kinds of things mm-hmm. and, um, but through it all I grew I just felt fell in love with I want to do this with my life you know, mm-hmm. so yeah so we resigned and moved to uh, Colorado went to seminary and um, mm-hmm. pursued you know pastoral ministry and, mm-hmm. and our first out of seminary I went to one church and I've been there for 14 years that was your mm-hmm. first church yeah and like, what's, what's wild is I thought it would be uh, you know a at five years, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be here five years and then I'll move on because that's yeah. that's kind of what you do. That's what mm-hmm. I thought you did, you know. Um, but now that we've been there uh, fourteen years, and I hope that we retire there. I, I would mm-hmm. love, I would love to be there. Tell us a little bit about the context of your church mm-hmm. because it's very. I, I never heard uh, a church like that before in my very small bit experience mm-hmm. of churches. But mm-hmm. tell us about when it was planted, how. Well, Daddy, um, back in 1876, um, wow. yeah, which is true, mm-hmm. there were there were Swedish people mm-hmm. who uh, they were being forced into um, yeah just uh, the worship of the state in in Sweden, and so they 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 were being persecuted because they wanted to. Uh, baptize uh, you know we're, we're a Baptist church mm-hmm. and so um, they wanted to practice believers baptism and the church in the state wanted you know wouldn't allow that and anyway there's a whole long story is they pursued like religious freedom in America and so we had these Swedish people who got in a boat traveled across the sea yeah. planted a ch- church planters planted a church in North there. Iowa yeah and and uh, so our church has a cool history um, and so we're 151 years old. So I'm not joking when I said 1876. Mm-hmm. So it's it's literally, um, you know, it's 151 years old. And, um, you know, we've got retired guys in our church who mm-hmm. tell me about when his great-granddad helped plant the church. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, so there's, so there's a lot of, lot of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that comes some just beautiful tradition, beautiful heritage. Yeah. Um, and with that comes challenges, you know, because anytime mm-hmm. there's there's tradition, there's a tendency to, you know, uh, on the flesh and not on the spit. And um, so, so that's that's, uh, but the beauty far outweighs the bad. Um, yeah. So it's just a just an awesome church. So we we would call ourselves we're definitely a multi generational church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we've got retired uh, senior citizens, um, we've got lots of babies. Um, we've mm. got college students, um, young families, empty nesters, everywhere in between. Mm. So, which is great. Um, what is it like to pastor a church like? that is like multi generational? I love it. I think um, so. You know, the the mission doesn't change, but but sometimes um, kind of how you do things. Um, what's interesting? So I got a I got a good friend, and um, maybe you've interviewed him, Zach Nielsen. I I have. Do, do you know Zach? Uh, yeah, Zach. I, I like. I kind of like him. He yeah. is in a competition with which pastor is the most oh, likable here. Yeah, but I'm more like grandpa though. You're more like grandpa, but if you want, you can mm-hmm. get into the competition by bringing some Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan brought me some cheeses. It's an easy way to your yeah. heart. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you. 
going to the competition. Awesome. Uh, but Zach and I talk. So Zach, you know, same deal, uh, gospel community mission. We want to share the gospel, mm. grow community, grow community um, and that have that community be involved in mission, mm-hmm. right, locally and globally. Um, but our contexts are so different. Zach and yes. I are, you know, just dear friends, brothers in Christ, and we talk often about kind of what works for you, works for me. Mm-hmm. And so, like in Zach's context, as a church planter in an urban area in Madison, yeah. um, it's very, very, very different uh, in in a rural community where mm-hmm. things are very, very slow. So yeah. I have, you know, I do many funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, I do... Mm-hmm. Um, so I do funerals for senior citizens that pass away, and maybe a few years later their spouse passes away. Mm-hmm. Um, I do weddings for the same family. Mm-hmm. I'll baptize their kids. Wow. Um, so to have a multi-generational ministry where you are watching gospel fruit, where a grandfather, um, you know, we have somebody in their 80s, somebody in their 50s, and somebody in their 20s, and then those 20-year-olds are starting to have babies. And so we really can have three or four generations mm-hmm. of the same family. Um, and that that creates some really unique dynamics. Unique dynamics in preaching because you you know uh, sometimes if I were preaching to a twenty year old you know twenty something or thirty something church mm-hmm. might be one you know way but or our music becomes a challenge because yes. our, our music is reflective of the generations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we try to show restraint. It's not all you know. <laughs> our, oh, all the lights. <laughs> Uh, and the smoke there now. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so you know, how do we how do we mold our strategy for for, for serving people? But um, you know, some of the sweetest moments is like when I'm sitting at a at a kitchen table hmm. with a widow. You know, it's nine thirty in the morning. She is ninety years old. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. You know, this is a few weeks ago. I was at her house, and and she was all done up. You know, had a, a nice blazer, a coat on with a brooch on her mm-hmm. lapel, and mm-hmm. she looks so nice. And she welcomes me in. Oh, and I come into her kitchen, and she's got uh, she's has, she has a whole coffee cake in a pot of coffee, mm-hmm. and just really formal, like to sit down and talk about her husband and mm-hmm. his life, and talk about her kids and grandkids and um, talk about Jesus, talk about peaches and how ripe they are this time of year. Yeah, it's a joy. And I think, too, that there's a, you have answered one of the questions already, too, like the richness of Mm -hmm. seeing um, people from the same family that have shared the gospel with their generations and also having conversations that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have with a 20-year-old or experiences with people that are older and that have wisdom to give. And it, and it gets complex when when sometimes what gets handed down generationally is not healthy. Can and, you can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when we do biblical counseling, yeah, and we re- really want to help people um, become healthy, healthy mm-hmm. in their marriages, healthy in their parenting, and their idea of, of how to resolve conflict, um, all these things, right? Um, but they learn from their mom and dad. Or they learn from their grandparents. Things gotcha. get passed on. And so when one generation starts to become healthy, it begins to change their family dynamics, yeah. which they're all going to the same church. And so how do you, you hold on to confidentiality? How do you, mm-hmm. um, how do you um, love one another, even though you know things about people mm-hmm. that are... Um, you know, that are shared in confidence, that mm-hmm. um, it, it just becomes... When I think about the way Jesus absorbed mm-hmm. all of that when he was on earth... And even now today, when he hears all of our prayers, mm-hmm. he just loves us and mm-hmm. walks with us, and it's beautiful and, and challenging. And yeah, I think that I think that one of the things that 
that it bring it comes to my head is like ministry is not like easy peasy. That some people may have like the mm-hmm. idea of no, no, you just preach the word and that's yep. it, and maybe just talk to somebody yeah. and yeah, and that much. is yeah, and that has been something I think being in the same place for fourteen years. It's like I know this in textbook, but it has become a reality mm. that that church is not a sermon and some songs. Go on. Because um, we think, I mean, like, there's attendance. How many people were here? And, like, were we singing? And how was the sermon? And how the growth yeah, is all, going. Yeah, all, all these external things. And you realize, man, the more, the farther along you get, it's like, outwardly mm-hmm. wasting away. Inwardly, like, what, what is happening in the hearts of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, church is that, you know, coffee with a widow at her table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I say these things. I'm still learning. Like, I'm... I, I don't want it to seem like, oh, I've got my act together because mm-hmm. um, God is, I'm still learning how to shepherd. Um, mm-hmm. But but learning um, that church is not just the, the Sunday experience or the, the program. Mm-hmm. You know? And we know that in theory. But when you stack year after year after year and you realize, man, I have, like, I feel like I'm preaching the same sermon, the same idea, but like, like ministry is not just preaching sermons. Yeah. It's, it's like loving people. Shepherding, yeah, being among people. Mm-hmm. And at being at games, at graduation parties, being at funerals, mm. being at... Weddings. Like, all, all these things, yeah. It's the relationship that it, it has to be taken care of. And mm. when with what? With that, sorry. Mm. With what? With what? <laughs> with yeah. what? Uh, yeah. So, so with that, yeah. how has it been to... Uh, balance the time mm-hmm. with your family, the time by yeah. yourself with the Lord, yeah. and ministry. Yeah, we're, we're talking a lot about ministry, mm-hmm. but I'm a husband and a dad first. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the qualifications of, of eldering or pastoring is that you're the husband of one wife and your home, able to manage your household. And so um, I have seasons where way too much time at church, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh man, I early, early coffee with um, men um, meetings throughout the day. I've got this thing at night, and, and so sometimes ministry, you know, I, I don't always do a good job of, of balancing the time. But by God's grace, learning how to like my my primary ministry is to love and serve my wife the way Christ loves and mm-hmm. serves me, and um, and have elders who are on board with that and who want that and desire that and want to hold mm-hmm. me accountable to that. Uh, you know, Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan, yeah. being among that, that's something that we that that we share. Um, so yeah, primary ministry is to family, um, certainly. But I'll tell you, Gabby, there was um, an experience I had maybe ten years ago, and this was with Zach, mm-hmm. and Zach Nielsen. We were um, Zach invited me into a small group thing, and there's a there's a gentleman. His name is Zach Eswine. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that name. Zach, he yeah, yeah he's a pastor. Then he's also a professor at, at a seminary. Mm-hmm. He's written a handful of books. Um, a listener, perhaps. I, if, I mean, if you're thinking about pastoral ministry, you're looking for an encouragement. Uh, Zach Eswine wrote a book called mm-hmm. uh, The Imperfect Pastor. I, I have heard of that book. Yeah. And you know what? Talking to Zach Nielsen, mm-hmm. I have realized that, he, yeah, he, he's mm-hmm. quite famous. In Zach Eswine? Yeah, so what? Yeah, what yes. So Zach. And Nielsen, too. Yeah, Zach, yes. Zach um, thinks he's famous. <laughs> Zach. He believes. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, but but we had this but we had this um, a few days with Zach Eswine at Zach Nielsen's house, mm-hmm. um, just sitting around in a small group and talking, and we're talking about the, the uh, principles in this book, Imperfect Pastor. Um, but this I, this concept of of the imperfect pastor and getting to your question about balancing time and all that, 
um, learning how to, as a pastor, embrace your limitations mm-hmm. to recognize that I'm not perfect. Um, and this might, I mean, this is like super elementary, but it has, continues to just blow my mind when I think about it, that like, like our God is omniscient. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. Our God is omnipresent. He's all places simultaneously at the same time. And he is omnipotent. What did I say? What I can't remember. He's omniscient, um, omnipresent, omnipresent yeah, and, and omnipotent. That he's able to do everything. Mm-hmm. So our God is not lacking in anything. He, mm-hmm. uh, omnipresent, omni, omniscient, and omnipotent. I am none of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything. I can't be everywhere. And I can't do everything. And so when I get out of balance, I realize that I am thinking like I have to know all the answers uh, or feeling like I have to be at every meeting or be at every mm-hmm. event or, or that I should be able to do X, Y, or Z, right? And, and the more I say I don't know or I can't be there or um, I'm not able to do that, mm-hmm. that has been like just an invitation to embrace my own limitations and let Christ be my sufficiency. Mm. So, uh, um, so that, that, that concept, I'm still learning that, mm-hmm. um, but that has been something that has, I think, fueled my being shepherded by Jesus and trying to, to follow him um, yeah. as, as a pastor. After another question for you. Oh, okay. So let, we are going to transition between the pastor and the okay. ministry. Okay. And how has coming to teach in CC training changed your view of missions? Maybe it hasn't changed it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, yeah, I want to be honest with, with, with the response, yeah. you know, um, because there's no question it has changed. Mm-hmm. But, like, my first response is, is it didn't change it, but it it gave evidence to the thing that we've been hearing about. And so my church, being 150 years old, yeah. part of uh, having a long relationship with interdenomination, we had, we had 20 to 25 missionaries that we support. So, wow. the, so the way that we do that is, you know, we have, um, we have in our general budget, we have X amount of dollars mm-hmm. set aside for missionaries. And so, you know, $3,000 goes here, $5,000 goes yes. here, $3,000 goes here. Mm-hmm. And so that we were going in 20 plus different directions. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, so that's awesome. Yeah. But what happens is our missions become begins to feel like and what we allowed it to become was an offering plate on Sunday. Mm. We we give and we support missions and somebody else goes does missions. Mm-hmm. Else. We don't we haven't done a good job of keeping up with who they are, what they're mm-hmm. doing, giving care, all those gotcha. kinds of things. And so when we do mission trips, where do we go? Uh, well, I don't know. We saw a flyer for mm. you know this place, so let's let's go, let's go here. And, and and it's always good, but it's we think, man, why don't we do something with our missionaries? And so. Hmm. And talking with other pastors and reading and education um, when helping hurts and different different things. Just realizing, man, that it's wiser uh, to to narrow your focus mm-hmm. and to, to like to, to keep in step with the spirit, to be a part of uh, sharing the gospel globally. And the idea of empowering indigenous people, like in their mm. own in their own language, in their own mm-hmm. cultures, like we don't have the answers. Like mm-hmm. it's not our gospel. Like it's just our joy to partner together. Like it's not like we did. Like we get to learn and grow together, and somehow we, you know, it's a mutual learning and sharing. 
Um, but by God's grace, he's, he's given us some resources in the mm. way, of, way of education and experience yeah. that if we can steward that and share that, um, man, not, not so they become like a, an American church or a Baptist church mm-hmm. like ours, but, but they become a gospel-centered, biblically-driven yeah. church for their neighborhood right here in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, we, um, we've kind of conceptualized that, but to come and see it actually happening mm-hmm. and we get to be a part of it, Oh man, are you kidding? This is so cool. Yeah. You know, it's so awesome. and, it, and it's such a blessing because I think uh, there have been conversations too about mm-hmm. how uh, do you do missions purposefully for the kingdom of God, not right. as you were saying, mm-hmm. changing like, okay, we want you to look like the, the same that we have in the States or yep. the same that you have in Ecuador, yep. but we want you mm-hmm. to to put your eyes upon Jesus yeah. and to follow him and yep. be biblically accurate. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. one of the one of the delights to see a church or to see a pastor coming here and teach mm-hmm. and try to connect with uh, with a missionary like you guys who support Lucho, which is mm-hmm. such a great help yep. in, in our kitchen, in mm-hmm. our uh, community development, mm-hmm. in the jungle. And that is something that I have seen now because you brought a team with you to serve. And that's amazing. They have been helping Lucho in the kitchen and it's creating relationships mm-hmm. with real uh, with real like uh, experiences yep. of this is how a believer is in, in Ecuador or I don't know in Malaysia or wherever absolutely yep you guys are modeling so well um, and you and what you're doing here at compassion connection I mean we feel so loved and appreciated and valued and we're like we're Oh my goodness! You guys have loved us so well, and are showing us what it looks like, you know, to mm-hmm. love, love um, the kingdom. Just uh, so, thank you, guys. It's mm. it's awesome. Yeah, it's really really special. It's same here. Thank you for coming, for pouring into our country, our pastors, leaders, our team, and yeah, it's such a blessing. So I think that's that's about it. But thank you so much for for accepting my invitation to this podcast and for coming here too. So, thank you. Gracias. Gracias. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs>